Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Fightful AEW Dynamite Post Show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Jeremy Lambert. It's not Sean Ross Sapp. Sean Ross Sapp has another night off for some reason. Took all weekend off to, to be in Chicago. Took tonight off to go to Cincinnati. Probably, he's going to take two weeks off. Does this guy ever work? How dare he? Ah. <sighs> It's just, just kind of, kind of disgraceful, honestly. Really, yeah. we're out here busting our asses, and Sean just like, ah, let me just make trips all across the country. What can you do, guys? Robert DeFelice is here. He's a uh, this way. I am this way. There we I go. am. The, yes, this I'm here. Cool. I'm very excited. I get to talk about Adam Cole. Usually, only Alex gets that privilege, and I'm excited. <laughs> Alex Pulaski is here. Yes, I'm here. There? Yeah, there here. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Yeah. It's, it's uh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to talk about AEW some more. I got a, I got a chance to do the uh, All Out Post Show, which was a hell of a lot of fun uh, and much, much longer than I think this particular episode of this show will be. This show's going about 30 <laughs> minutes, if I can help it. Give, give or take. We're going about 30 minutes here. Guys. Leave a thumbs up on the video. Leave a thumbs up. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the uh, hit the like button. Alex, my girlfriend, wants uh, you to know that she loves your shirt. Uh, oh, that'll cost you. her five bucks for the super chat. Um, <laughs> and speaking of super chats, like the segue. Speaking of super super chats, leave a super chat. Uh, get your question, comment, statement read on the air. Uh, so please do that. Sign up to Fightful Select. Sean's breaking news all, all the all the damn time uh, over there on Fightful Select. AW Dynamite tonight, the fallout from All Out, as I think uh, they were billing it. If not, that's what I'm billing it now. And we open the show. Got a lot of super chats. Let's see. Luis, shout out to uh, Luis Polito, who is mm-hmm. always uh, getting getting the super chats organized. We got some left over from Listing Your Boy. Let's get these out of the way. Uh, Ten Ruza. Says Styles, Balor, Ricochet, Zane, and AEW soon. Also, AEW in Australia ASAP, please, Tony. Let's let's kind of comment on this. The Kevin Owens news, uh, his contract is up in January. Uh, people seem pretty certain he's going to AEW. And now you know, people are saying Styles, Balor, Ricochet, 
all these guys who's everyone's going to AEW, right? Alex? Everyone. I mean, apparently everybody is. I mean, I, I feel like Styles has been handled pretty well. Like he's he's like he's never not in a main uh, uh, program. Uh, he's always on TV. He's always booked pretty strong, even if they have no reason for it. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he eventually ended up in AEW, but right now I feel like there's no need for it. I think Owens slash Steen is looking at like, hey, so I had all those uh, title matches versus Reigns, and they wouldn't put me over. And now I got to get decked by Logan Paul next week. That's going to be fun. And probably he's the one who says, yeah, I can't wait for that contract to run out. Let me let me tweet out the latitude and longitude of Mount Rushmore and then delete it real quick just to get everybody talking. Yeah, and I don't blame Kevin Owens one bit for wanting to go because he had a really fun run in NXT in his first like year on the main roster. But after that, it's been hit or miss. And Kevin Steen when he shows up in AEW, because it seems pretty certain, is going to be one of the top stars, and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I will not comment on Kevin Steen going to AEW, because I need some material for a show called Distraction tomorrow, 3 p.m. Eastern, right here on YouTube.com. Just, just run it back. That works for Raw all the time. No, no. See, we're better than Raw. That's why I'm not going to do that. We, Fair enough. We, we cannot compare ourselves to Raw. Are you kidding me? Um before AEW Dynamite went on air on AEW Dark Elevation, which uh, I assume this segment will air on Monday. Regardless, the match will air between Lee Moriarty and Daniel Garcia. After the match, Tony Khan came out, gave Lee Moriarty a contract. He accepted. Nikolai Kreese says, Lee Moriarty, all elite, hyped. And Luis is very hyped because his uh, tagline for this is Lee fucking Moriarty. So he's very excited for this as well. There you go. What do we think of Lee uh, being all elite, Robert? I think this is one of the best independent wrestling signings they could have ever made. Daniel Bryan, uh, Brian Danielson and Lee Moriarty are on the same roster now. That is amazing. That is something I could have never imagined one year ago. And I'm ready for it now. Alex, you excited for Lee Moriarty now being officially all elite? Yeah, sure. I, I, it's one of those deals where like <laughs> Lee Moriarty's great. I don't. I mean, they're bringing in all these people. Like I, I mean, I also love Daniel Garcia, who, correct me if I'm is not signed, even though he's like main eventing Rampage. Maybe he, they can't yet or whatever. But like they have these 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 great young uh, indie types who are circling uh, AEW, and they're gonna they're gonna sign a few of them, and then I then I go like, okay, so. Are who who's putting over these young guys to move them up the card, or are they going to basically be lower card guys putting on amazing matches but never quite getting over the hump? A la Dante Martin. Like he's winning a bunch on dark. They'll put him on in a showcase match on, on Dynamite and he'll lose and he'll go right back on dark. And if you watch the YouTube stuff, he's amazing. But I wonder like how many of those guys they can sign. I don't wonder how many Kevin Owenses can they sign. I wonder how many Lee Moriarty's can they sign. All of them. Yeah, yeah, sure. Sure. Aaron H. says, with Sean gone, uh, we can start an Alex appreciation train with no repercussions. Hashtag Calix for life. Do, do, do they, people get yelled at for appreciating you, Alex? No, yeah. Last 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 week, every time somebody would put me over in the Super Chats, uh, Sean would threaten to mute me. So, you know. Yeah. Fuck Sean Ross. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he obviously can't stand the fact that I'm more over than he is. 
<laughs> actually, Kate Kate is more over than either. Yeah, of us. <laughs> big time. <laughs> Clip that, everybody. Uh, Nick Nikolai Kreese says, "Give me Danielson, tutoring Lee Garcia, and Yuta. Yuta's yes. uh, best friends, and Garcia. Yeah. He, he has he has different fathers, uh, but Lee." Yes, we can certainly we can certainly go with uh, that one. Daniel Danielson's gonna be like, yeah, I want to just pull a name out of a hat. Give me twelve minutes with him on dark, and let's just go. I, I, he's gonna do that. He's gonna do that. Yeah, yeah. As we kicked off the show with uh, Malachi Black against Dustin Rhodes, Malachi Black picked up the victory as uh, I think many people expected. Kind of a rough ending on on this one. Uh, that kick, a little, a little wonky. On, on the kick there, and uh, Dustin kind of got his uh, face smashed into the turnbuckle. That looked a little bit rough. Malachi gets the victory. We learned later on in the show that Malachi will take on Cody Rhodes in the rematch. Cody's just back. He's like, here you go. He retired, and now just in two weeks, he's, he's back. Um, what do you think of this match and the, the impending return of uh, the Codester, Alex? Uh, well, like, listen, uh, I, I was, I was struck by how tall Dustin Rhodes is at the beginning of, of the match. Like, I don't, I, like, you know, I don't think of him as being as tall as he is because Malachi Black is no slouch. Like he's, he's like six, two and a half, six, three and like Dustin's big dude. And, uh, and Dustin just didn't duck his head enough to take the kick and Malachi got all of it in the shoulder meat. Uh, and they had to explain that away. Like, like Malachi Black got his his foot all the way up there. That's as far as it goes. It doesn't go any further than that. So if you're going to have a match with a guy who's that tall, they got to help. Um, and and he didn't. Uh, I I did expect Cody to like come back with a promo or like a video segment that he like emailed into the studio or whatever that they would do the announcement of that match next week, like actually have Cody say, I'm challenging you to a rematch at Arthur Ashe, as opposed to, oh, by the way, this thing's happening in a couple of weeks. Um, yeah. But uh, am I, did I think they were going to do it at Arthur Ashe? I, I, I always kind of thought they were going to. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, so I guess ends justify the means? Yeah, I could have... I could have seen this match go a little shorter. I think Malachi should still be running through people, and he didn't quite get there with either Lee Johnson or Dustin Rhodes. But as far as Cody coming back, I would have preferred a little more fanfare, and usually that's all Cody does is fanfare. So this was very weird to have him just, okay, he's back. Maybe he doesn't show up at all, and then he kind of glides down into the stadium at Arthur Ashe, and that's his big return. I don't know, but I'm sure the match will be very, very good. Cody's got to get that New York pop, man. He wasn't gonna miss that stadium show. Are you kidding me? Cody, <laughs> he loves that stuff. No he's gonna he's gonna take credit for drawing the house. I'm, I'm surprised he didn't find a way onto All Out. Like, you know what I mean? Just 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 to be. Oh, hey, everybody, I'm here. Just, <laughs> I, just I have expected me. at some point for him the to just coaster. rise up. Just yeah, yeah. I expected it. Um, Malachi, the Cody stuff was great. Everything. The follow up is a little weak. I didn't like um, when Arn Anderson just like went like that. Yeah, that was bad. That was the worst part of all this. Was that very was that. weak? And then tonight, kick wasn't looking great. I have faith that the Cody match will, will be good in a couple of weeks. I do worry about that finish. I do worry about that. Finish. Yeah. Uh, moving on, we we get uh, 
highlights from the Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros match, which was awesome. And we get Eddie Kingston and Miro cutting promos on each other, which fucking rolled. And Miro ices his balls, just like Eddie Kingston had to ice his no, balls. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, will, I will offer your broken bones to my bride, and I will <laughs> offer your soul to my god. Miro is, the t- is number one on my top 500. I love Miro. He's my favorite thing in wrestling right now. He's got the best promos, and he murders people. How do you not love Miro? He's my favorite guy in the world. Miro is fantastic. I say it every week. Sean tried to say last week that CJ, there's no plans for CJ to come in. I really don't care. This man has made it very clear. The only thing he cares about in life is Jesus and his wife. And at some point, he's going to lose that belt, and his wife is not going to be happy. And that's what I can't wait for. I want Miro in a hotel room. You don't have to. You don't have to bring in Lana, CJ, in any like official capacity. Have him like in the hotel room, and she's just on the the bed in the background after you know being redeemed by Miro, and like that. That's all we really need, right? That's just have her. Just have her back there. That's good. That's all. That's all we need out of her. If they want to bring her in in some official capacity. That that's fine. But just like just a little wink and a nod uh, yeah. to everything. I'm I'm completely fine fine with that cm punk came out and uh he's he's still happy go lucky cm punk he was very excited um about his victory over over darby allen then he then he took a survey with the with the crowd and he's like who should i face next i heard some uh chants for paul white i think uh someone would probably know who started that chant and then taz who was on commentary because excalibur is getting married good for him um taz Stands up and he's like, don't talk about my team Taz, guys. Punk looks very confused. And he's like, I didn't say anything about <laughs> Team Taz. And Taz is like, I in the in all your media and stuff, which is fair. He's mentioned yes. Starks and Hobbs in his in the three million media interviews that he's done in the past two weeks. But we could add a little little nod to to them in this promo here. And we get uh Hobbs and Hook coming out and punk's like all right you know if, if that's what's next he he did the uh beat me if you can survive if i let you which uh was taz's famous line when he was putting fools in the katahajime and ecw and then punk left that little stare down with hobbs and hook and hook is going to murder this man this show is sponsored by better help if you had an extra hour in your day what is the first thing that you would do Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. 
Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Whenever they allow it. Robert, what would you think? That, that's very clear. First of all, first thing he said was, give me Hook. He wants Hook. He knows who the star <laughs> is. It's Hook. Hook versus CM Punk, Arthur Ashe, book it. But this is a fun promo. Punk is so happy to be alive, and that is so refreshing to see. And at some point, he's going to get in the ring with Ricky Starks and Hobbs, and it's going to be great. And how can you want more from CM Punk than what you're getting? Alex? Yeah. I mean, I, 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 it's, it's one of those things of like, okay, he beat, he beat Darby. And that was it was a great match. I I loved it. I loved everything. I loved uh, they they put out a little like um, uh, awesomely edited video of some of the highlights of of All Out, and then some like immediate interviews with people after the whole thing. And Punk's was just perfect. He was like, Darby is way tougher than I thought he was, and I thought he was one of the toughest guys in the world. The thing about it is, after this match, he's only going to get tougher. So everybody's asking me who's it going to who's going to be next. All I can say is, I hope it's not Darby Allen. Like, that's what a wonderful way to put over that guy that now you've won and done with and you move on. I thought that was great. And I thought they had they were going to have something uh, more planned for Punk's next feud than, uh, uh, let's say, oh, survey says. I, I, I didn't know they were going to do that. Um, yeah. uh, I, I mean, I, I'd, I'd love to see... Uh, Punk versus Starks. That'd be really cool. Can we make Punk the FTW champion and have him defend the belt? Everyone's like, Punk's just gonna go right. He's gonna he's gonna make it all about himself and go right after the big title because he's Punk. What if he goes after the FTW title and insists on defending it every week in an open challenge? Wouldn't that be a lot of fun? Can we do that? I, th- I can see that happening. I can see that being every Friday on Rampage too. Just him defending the FTW title. I, I didn't like the the survey stuff. I thought like the start of the promo. I'm with Taz. This happy go lucky. Ah, cool. Your little fan there. Take your video. You're not fooling laugh. me. You ain't fooling yeah. me. I I'm not a fan of that stuff. It made sense for the Darby program. I got it. He's back and everything. That's not the punk I want to see. I I think this Team Taz feud is gonna bring out like the wrestler CM Punk. Not not Phil Brooks happy to be back in wrestling, but actual the actual wrestler CM Punk, and he's gonna start actually like eviscerating people on promos, and he's gonna be in there with some top guy because we know Starks can talk and we know Taz can talk. Hobbs looks like a badass. Hook is going to murder him. I'm excited for this program. I could have lived without the first five minutes of this promo and the survey stuff. Once Taz stood up, even though it was a little awkward, where he's like, don't talk about my guys when you didn't talk about my guys. But how we got there, a little rough. What's to come, very excited for. Uh, backstage, Ruby Soho is is there. Oh, we do have um, – uh, I'll, I'll 
comment on that super chat when we get to that that match. Ruby Soho is is backstage with uh with Britt and or Britt interrupts her talking to Shivani and hits her with the catering line and eloquent says Britt with the catering line. Ouch. Um, some people are saying the the line is played out. What do we make of the catering line? Alex? Brit's Brit's a heel. Like yeah. it's a it's a fantastic. It's a, <laughs> like 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 Brit would absolutely say, "Why would I be concerned about you? You couldn't even get on TV in the other place. Like why why would like that would make sense to me? And the and the point is we should show is that you should be concerned about Ruby because she's great. But watch her take you to the limit. Like that should be that should be the thing we're doing here. I I, I feel like the the line like obviously. Is it is it low hanging fruit? Sure, but it's low hanging fruit because it's so ripe. You just want to pluck it right there. Perfect. Yeah. And then we do we do it once, and we move on. Like I think it was a perfect thing to say, and we don't need to harp on it, but we can move on. Exactly. And Ruby perfectly looked at Shivani. Hey, I know she's your girl, but I'm gonna kick her ass. <laughs> that's that, good. That's all you need to say. Now she got the feud over. Now this thing is over. Perfect. I didn't have an issue with it. It's a nice little dig, right? Like it gets fun. social media talking and that's all they really wanted to do. We don't need it for everybody who comes to, to AEW. No. Like, but, but for, for but Brit, Brit absolutely would, would use that, especially because she's like, she kind of knows how it works over there. So it's like, she, she would see like, she would be able to say, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, I thought it was, I thought it was fine. I thought it was actually really well played. Uh, Cyclops is better than than Wolverine says. Britt, Hater, Reba, and Tony are the mean girls of AEW. But Tony's got to rethink his position after a segment that, that came a little mm -hmm. bit later. But Britt, Hater, and Hater, and uh, Reba certainly are the are the mean girls. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs against Dante Martin. Alex, I can't. Did you not like this match? You you. You you were a little down on uh, we're pushing Dante Martin, but then we're gonna gonna have him lose here. Like, what what's your beef with this? I I love Dante Martin, and it's one of those things of like, no, I think this is where he's at. I don't I don't they don't have a little guys division, so he's gonna have to face the big dudes occasionally. Hobbs apparently is ranked number two, like in everybody. So you're gonna they're gonna somebody's. I don't think he's getting a title shot versus. Kenny at any point soon. So somebody's going to have to beat him to knock him back down the rankings. This is why I love AEW because as soon as you say wins and losses matter, here are our rankings. And we, we book Will Hobbs to wind up at number two. He's going to have to lose a match to get knocked back down the card. Unless you're actually going to put him in the title match, which I don't think they have plans on. Um, and Dante is, this is what Dante is supposed to do. He's so much fun to watch. And the problem was, is for me, in a match like this, he's not as fun to watch because all of his stuff he does he can't he can't do it to great effect because Hobbs is so big and strong can snatch him out of the air or whatever. He was he was also uh, the end of the match felt very labored. I feel like they were they were selling like how hard Dante was working just to do anything to Hobbs and Hobbs was winded because he he doesn't have the same kind of stamina that Dante does. So they were both like moving at half speed. So I was kind of surprised that it ended when it did uh, simply because it didn't feel like they had, they had built up boom, 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 boom. And now is the finish. But I, I love Dante Martin. I love him. And I, I need him to wind up not now, 
but in six months to be at a point where he can win these matches. They're going to go to the impact zone with Dark, and Dante Martin is going to be one of the faces of that show, and it'll be great. I think Hobbs here was fantastic. He caught him right out of a tope suicida and just stopped it, which was perfect. Yeah. The ending was weird. He kind of hit a spine buster, and it was like a delayed pin, and they still got the three. It didn't feel as impactful as it should if you're going to fight CM Punk. So, yeah, I'm with you there. I I think you're a hater, Alex Pulowski, on, <laughs> on Dante Martin here. Did you know he's 20? Did you know he's a younger? He's very, very young. Than Dominic Mysterio. No, Dominic like Mysterio is, Dominic Mysterio is at least four years younger than Dante Martin, yeah, I believe, yeah. according to Michael Cole. <laughs> um, I like that they gave Dante uh, some wins on Dark to build him up a little bit. And then Hobbs should have won this match. I thought Dante was the right opponent for him because he looked impressive just kind of throwing him around. Look, CM sure. Punk's not going to be doing a bunch of dives and stuff on him, but Punk... He's bigger than Dante. He's still kind of a smaller dude, uh, especially compared to Hobbs. A lot of people are smaller compared to Hobbs. Yeah. But like when he tosses around CM Punk, it's going to continue to look impressive. I love that he caught him on the dive and threw him between the ropes and everything. I thought this was a good win. I thought this was a good use of both guys. Of You built up Dante a little bit on dark to show that that means a little bit of something. And then you gave Hobbs a victory over a guy who had been getting victories on dark. I'd like to see them do just sort of more of this. And I think this is where you're going to see a lot of like the Garcias and Moriarty's and stuff. They're going to build up stuff uh, on dark. They're going to get wins on dark and they're going to come to dynamite and they might lose matches. And that's okay. If they lose matches, uh, as long as they're losing matches to the right people, will Hobbs, another young guy who you're going to push. Oh yeah. So that, that is what you, you certainly want. Um, and then, you know, he's not losing to the, these veteran guys. And even if he was losing to these veteran guys, fine. Like, but he's using, he's losing to another young guy. And they, the, the rankings, I don't care about the rankings. Robert knows where I stand on the rankings. They put these things out at six o'clock. And I'm like, are we really doing, like, are we doing this? Like, it's stupid. But they put that, they flash that record on there. And people are like, oh man, he's, he's 23 and four. Like, he's got a good record and stuff. He must be good. I think this is the way to do it. Nothing? Anything? Oh, look, no, look. Right. I mean, I mean, it, the good thing about AEW rankings, no matter how late they put them up on a Wednesday night, is that it's not like Goldberg rankings where they're clearly fabricating the numbers. You can go back and see exactly how Hobbs got to number two. So even though he's not going to fight Kenny, at some point he will get a title shot. I think this punk feud is going to go a long way to say, okay, now you're a made man. But in order to get there, he needs a few more impressive wins before I believe, okay, you're really going to beat up CM Punk. Um, Cyclops is better than Wolverine says, I'm so ready for the Hobbs push. I can see TNT title soon. I think it's too early for the TNT title. That, that's the People are like, oh, MJF is going to win this title. Darby's going to win this title. And Hobbs win the TNT title. They have so much stuff in place. These guys are so young. They don't need all these titles right away. And it's not going to be the end of the world if they don't win these titles within a year or so. Like Miro's on a hell of a run right now. You can put that belt on Kingston and be fine. Uh, Cody's definitely going to come back and win it within the next six months or so. So they got plenty of stuff. These guys are very young. It'll be okay if, they, yeah. if they're if they not there within the next year. 
People uh, get used to it. It takes time to get used to. Okay, it's that WWE booking where you get a hot shot into the title because that's the only way they can be relevant. So it'll take some time, but people will get there. Uh, Mark Losper says, it looked like Hobbs got knocked goofy on the dive, made the ending look weird. And, and to Alex's mm. point, that did look a little a little mm. weird. A rough night for finishes. Rough night for finishes. Yeah. Uh, moving on on the show here. What do we got? I don't know. Um, proud and Powerful promo <laughs> package. Um, and they're, they're coming after the titles. Maybe they're doing another match with FTR. I'm not sure, but it does look like they're coming after the titles. Yeah. A lot of people speculating the Arthur Ashe match. I don't know if it's a time for that match. I think it was if it was the Young Bucks, but for the Lucha Bros, I don't know. What do you think, Robert? You do Proud and Powerful FTR two out of three falls. And they have a barn burner, and that's what they do in New York. They don't need to face the Lucha Bros because the Lucha Bros are hot off of one of the best cage matches I've ever seen in my life. So I'm not even sure they need to wrestle at Arthur Ashe. Just put Proud and Powerful against FTR, and I think you're good to go. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, this is the thing about um, AEW that I love, is they're not afraid to put two really hot acts in the ring together and have one of them lose. Like, if, if Proud and Powerful have an amazing match versus the Loser Bros... Um, but they still, but they lose that match. It doesn't mean they're never going to get another title shot. I mean, they, I don't, I don't see them being booked to take the titles off of the Lucha Bros. But it doesn't mean they can't have the great match. Um, and I, I yeah, I, I think that there's there's certain ways they can get around all this. But um, yeah, the the shock of the Lucha Bros becoming uh, the tag champs because I certainly didn't see it coming. Um, kind of switches up my 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 predicted plans for the tag titles uh, at, at Arthur Ashe. Um, but I still think you can do it. I just don't know. Honestly, I don't I don't know what Proud and Powerful's spot in the rankings is. I don't know who's number two is because they always like to say, oh, they're the number four ranked tag team, the number three ranked tag. I don't know what that is. I have to go and look that up. Um, but I'm not sure who gets that who gets that title match as, in two weeks. So I believe Proud and Powerful are number four. And they've proven in the past you can just do a match with any of the top five. You can, you can so just do it. it. It's yeah, fine. But <laughs> I think the FTR feud is still where the money is, and they need to close that out first. Yeah. I don't know if you can do – I mean, you said two out of three falls. I don't know if you can go that long on Arthur Ashe. That Cody and Malachi, that whole segment is going to be about a half hour with, with Cody's yeah. entrance and, and milking all of that, plus the – uh, plus the match, plus Cody's post match, where he's got to continue to to milk the reaction. Go ahead, Alex. I mean, we we can we can we can talk about what we think that card's going to be. I think they're going to do Britt and Ruby there. Probably mm-hmm. it's one of their biggest shows. Let's defend the women's belt. Um, we'll, we'll 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 talk. Like they're they're apparently setting up a huge match uh, for Kenny uh, there as well. Uh, and there's they already got Malachi and and Cody, and then. Probably the tag belts are going to be defended. Uh, maybe the TV title. That's five matches right there in two hours with a whole bunch of other stuff, and those matches are all going to be longer. So they might add maybe a sixth, maybe a seventh match. Like, I doubt there'd be much more than that. So, like, the, you can't put everything on the Arthur Ashe card. As much as we all love to see all of our favorites on there, uh, I don't think we can get a whole I can't imagine they're going to do a Lucha Bros tag team title match and a different Title, uh, high-profile tag match with two different teams. 
But but what you can do is film one of them at Arthur Ashe and run it on Friday for Rampage. You can do that. And I'm I'm completely fine. And I I assume Rampage is going to be taped at that venue. I would. I'm fine if if you want to do Proud and Powerful against uh, FTR on on Rampage and do that two out of three falls. Completely fine with that. I don't think think Lucha Bros are going to have a match, at, at least not a title match at Arthur Ashe. I don't. No. I don't think they uh, need to. Yeah, Dan Lambert got a promo. I don't. I don't is that, so is I, that what is that what that was? I don't know. So I don't hate this. I know a lot of people who really like this. He. You are you muted? Yeah. <laughs> he didn't hate it, so I muted him for not <laughs> hating it. Because you have to hate this stuff. It's in the bylaws that you must hate this promo. Well, well God, I, I thought I was safe from this without Sean, but here we are. No, yeah, never, never. I didn't hate this, but I don't like the pairing with the men of the year. I think it that's ridiculous. Throw Tom Lawler in the ring with Lance Archer and Minoru Suzuki. That's all I want to see. That's where we need to go. Alex, did you I, hate this? I did. I hate Dan Lambert. I hate I hate all, everything that he's doing. I, I don't love those promos at all. It seems very, very obvious that he is a stand-in for a certain type of wrestling fan. And I feel like it's just like it's just on the nose. Like we we get it. You don't need to do it. Um uh, but I, I, I love seeing Paige and, and, uh, Sky on my TV. I'd love to see them wrestle. So uh, if you can, you guys could like stop going like, I bet you there's none, none of you fat virgins in the audience is man enough to come up to this 800 level, uh, suite and fight my boys here. Like, no, we're probably not, but could maybe one of the guys in the locker room could, could like answer an open challenge. I don't know if you're so desperate to have your fr- your friends uh, Ethan and Scorpio fight somebody, how about you go to Tony Tony Khan and get a match book? Apparently, it's really easy to do. Also, I thought Archer was like everybody dies. They jumped him like four weeks ago. Why hasn't he just shown up behind them and chucked them off the balcony? <laughs> <laughs> Mark uh, Mark Losper says Dan Lambert needs to get lost, and the Nerd Guru says is Lambert supposed to be Vince? No. Like no. he's saying, they don't uh, like the small, not manly guys coming in. I hate this. It needs to get the fuck out. Lambert's not Vince, pal. He's not Vince. <laughs> he's not Vince, but he's a certain type of wrestling fan. I will say that. I think Dan Lambert's shtick has a place in AEW. Not really. Uh, it's it's go away heat, and it does not need to be attached to Scorpio and Ethan Page because yeah. Ethan Page can certainly cut his own promos. Like also, he, does, he does not need Dan Lambert to no, cut these promos for him. No. Also, this not. past January, I wrote an article about Ethan Page dying because Karate Man Ethan Page ripped his own heart out. I don't think that necessarily meshes with what Lambert is saying, but whatever. That's a different Ethan Page. You uh, know? Sure. It's a, it's a different company. What happened in that other company? It's a multiverse. I got it. Yeah. Uh, Ken Shearer says Lambert putting over the guy who got his heart ripped out by himself as a real badness who doesn't do goofy stuff is so odd. There See? You go. Yes. Um, look, I it's go away heat for me. I'm just like, you can do heel stuff and it doesn't have to be this. And we saw that in the next segment with MJF 
where he comes out and he first off said that he was he was robbed against Chris Jericho. He had him beat, beat him in the middle of the ring, but some nonsense wackiness happened. And then he turned his attention to uh, Aunt Linda and the Pillman family after burying Cincinnati and Skyline and the Reds. The Reds suck. I'm a Reds fan. They lost to the Cubs tonight. <laughs> Just garbage. Garbage losing to the Cubs. Dropping the series to the Cubs. Uh, so MJF was right about that. Um, and he turned his attention to, to Aunt Linda and the, the Pillman family. Buried them. Called 16 and pregnant, which got rolled. Um Took, took shots at uh, Brian Pillman's uh, wife, Melanie, and Brian Pillman Jr. came out, kind of rallied the, the Cincinnati troops there. MJF continued to just eviscerate, eviscerate Pillman Jr. and his entire family. Yeah, Metheny is what he called her. Um, look, I think people might be divided on this promo of like, oh, he went too far. He shouldn't have said that and everything to me this is a actual heel work of what you want to do because you want to attack your opponent in this way i come from uh, a lot of watching of battle rap they can be friends afterwards and stuff like it's a show when you're when you're against each other like that you go after them with whatever you can and that is what mjf did i thought i thought this was great it was genuine heat unlike the dan lambert stuff which is just like get this guy off of my television screen, Alex? What do you think? Yeah, no, I mean, I I, I love MJF. I think he's fantastic. I, I love that he's able to be like, listen, I was screwed. Obvious. Listen, I beat that guy three times before. I only lost this one, and I didn't because I I beat him a fourth time, and then they restarted the match. So now I'm four and one against Jericho. So what do you think about that? I thought that was great. Move it. He can move on from this. We never have to do any of that ever again please um and mjf can move on and do other things now bigger and better things and jericho can slink away to commentary even though he still gets to technically wrestle on aw again um i i thought it was really great that they were able to establish via punk earlier putting over aunt linda pillman you know like brian pillman's uh aunt for raising him and everything and being that rock uh from that episode of dark side of the dark side of the ring um I thought it was great that he was able to do that so it drew attention to her in a positive light so that 20 minutes later, whenever it was, MJF could come out and destroy this old lady and her whole family and all this stuff. Um, and then, like, some of the stuff was, like, uh, your your mom, uh, your drug addict mom, like, she's been very public about her past addiction problems. Like, it's not like he's like, oh, no, it's not, like, he said it. It's a horrible thing for him to say, but guess what? Like they keep saying, like the the objective play by play announcers are like, <laughs> MJF is a piece of shit. Like it's he's the worst human being alive. That's a quote from Jim Ross. So like, it's okay that he says all these things. The thing that was biggest part of this segment to me entirely was the Wardlow and MJF stuff because they're breaking off Wardlow from MJF. Um, it's it's a it's a weird thing to do personally. I think it might be a little too early. I thought we were definitely gonna get uh, a a a, se- a, a, a a a section of the of their uh, partnership where MJF had a belt and and Wardlow was behind him for all those matches. I thought we were going to get that point, but they seem to be really fast tracking that thing because because MJF was 
pretty much a piece of shit to Wardlow, and Wardlow didn't save him uh, when when he when he should have maybe early enough. So I thought we were doing all this so they were going to make a match, Pillman versus MJF for Rampage, but they made it for Arthur Ashe, mm. which is like not official. I guess, not official, I suppose yet, but it seems like that's that's a really obviously Pillman gets to have a big spot in his hometown. Um, but maybe not Arthur Ashe for me yet. Yeah. Uh, I thought this promo was genius. MJF is the only person who can do this stuff and really make people hate him. He said that Melanie could have given birth to many other uh, second generation wrestlers. And I thought that was just a really biting line. Anybody who thinks this was too far needs to look at what they actually put the Pillman family through. So there's that. Then the Wardlow thing, I disagree with Alex. I don't think they're splitting them up yet because MJF just pissed that he lost. He'll get over it. <laughs> Wardlow's pissed about being talked to. Yeah, I was about to say. MJF yeah, but they do this be. every time MJF loses and then they get back together and everything's fine. So they're not breaking them up yet. MJF might be upset that he lost and Wardlow didn't help. Wardlow at some point, and we saw glimpses of it here where he did not save him immediately and then kind of let, let him go by a little bit. He ain't going to be dealing with MJF talking to him like this for too long. I think I'm with you, Alex. I thought they were going to kind of hold off on this a little bit longer until like MJF maybe had a title run and, and maybe they will. I actually, I'm kind of with both of you in that, like, I thought they were going to hold off until MJF had a title run. And I still think they're going to hold off until MJF yes. has a title run. I don't think it's coming yet, but they are planting these seeds. They've been planting them. They continue to plant them basically after every time MJF loses, MJF will pick up some wins. Wardlow might help him a little bit, but there's going to become that breaking point. And when it does, it's going to be magical. Uh, and it'll be Wardlow will be the new Batista, which is what everyone wants. Jack Crosby is just going to throw a big old celebration <laughs> when this happens. Yeah. I genuinely think we have at least another six months to a year before we actually see Wardlow break off from MJF. That would be very long term. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. I might be with you. I might I, be with you. I, I think I think I think they do it around full gear. Wow. So you're saying like two months. Yeah. Okay. Nah. Okay. Let's take a bet here. What are you guys willing to risk on this? I'm not risking anything. Come on! <laughs> what are we doing? Double or nothing? All in, all out. Put I'll take on the line. I'll take the two uh, inbox turtle action figures. No, that's no, no, you won't. Because I'm not putting those on. Uh, I'm not putting those up for anything. Leave well, a, then leave never a mind. Super chat. Leave a super chat for what you think Alex and Robert should risk on uh, this bet here. Does MJ or does Wardlow turn on MJF by full gear? If it happens at full gear or before, what does uh, Alex get? And if it happens after full gear, what does Robert get? Leave us a super chat. Leave us a You got to give me some leeway. If it happens on the okay. dynamite after full gear, I still Fair. win. Fair. What if we go we'll give you we'll give you through the end of the year. Okay. Alex. All right, for end the of end the of the calendar year. All right. They do Fine. they do some big stuff in December. So I'm willing to extend this all the way to December. All right? Let us know what you think. We should uh we should uh have them put up put up for grabs here. 
on this one. A lot of super chats on this one. Uh, Tom Karina says MJF was literal gold tonight on the stick. It's a travesty. He was only ranked 26 on the PWI 500. Where was he on your PWI 500, Alex? Uh, well, I don't have a PWI 500. I just have like guys I really love, and Miro's number one. I think MJ is that MJF uh, eight. He's in the eight? top ten somewhere. I don't know. Wow, that's that's high. Where was he on the Defelice 500? He's definitely in the top five. Definitely wow, five. you guys are high on MJF. He's, he's great. About, yeah, he's about like maybe thirty-two for me. <laughs> I uh, maybe I assume you and uh, Joseph will run down your entire distraction 500 yes. tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Joseph is working on a fleet 500 <laughs> or fleet. It might be a 100. Cause I don't know if they got, they might have 500 guys. They might have 500 guys right now. Moriarty yeah. is the 500th. Yeah. He's legit doing a, a fleet 100 at the end of the year. He's putting like real effort into this too. Of now, course, you yeah. know, the distraction 500, it's just going to be uh, Luther number one. And who gives a shit about the rest of these guys? That's it. So that that's our list. Um, yeah, 32 out of 500 is good. I agree. Bill's Mafia knows Luther yeah. number one on the, the uh, distraction 500. Um, Doug Can says, I thought MJF and Pillman Jr. was the best part of the show. There you go. I think it was like the hottest part of the show. Yeah. Um, uh, Mark Losberry says, much as I love the MJF promo, how is this different from the stuff the Acclaim did a few weeks ago with the rap? Um, they weren't touching on mental health. And, you know, that is just a, a very touchy subject. And I think that was the where the uh, Max Caster really went wrong. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and assume that that maybe not specific wording, but MJF cleared it with Brian in the back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something like this or whatever. And because I'm assuming that because you can't clear that with somebody you're not even uh, talking, who's not even there. Like it's, it's, it's also kind of a global thing that Caster did as opposed to like, your mom is this. It's like everything is what, what you know, Max, it was it might have a global uh, line from, from Caster. I would assume that Tony Khan, MJF, and everybody sat down with Brian, uh, Brian's sister, and Aunt Linda and said, look, here's what we're going to do. We love that you're here. Thank you. Unlike what Max Caster did, which was a little more on the uh, vulgar side. Max Caster, here's the thing, is he did the line about Pillman and Dark Side of the Ring. He did the lines uh, about Julia Hart. No one, right or wrong, seemed to take issue with, like, that stuff. It was mainly the Simone Biles stuff and the Duke Lacrosse stuff. Yeah. And, and I think to Alex's point, uh, and, and both your points, really, is, like, they, they were able to clear that with the people involved with that. You can't clear the stuff with, you know, Duke mm -hmm. and, and Simone Biles. So I think that's a little bit where... Max Caster went kind of kind of out of line with things. Um, more super chats on this. What do we got here? Uh, Mark Provencher, Mike Provencher, the second says, "I think they don't want Pillman to lose in his hometown, so they'll feed Caster to him on Rampage. He'll lose to MJF at Arthur Ashe. He's, he's not beating MJF at Arthur Ashe, and no. Pillman did deserve uh, the match in his hometown, a match in his hometown. Yeah. I'm glad he's getting it uh, in Rampage." Ruby Soho against Jamie Hayter. Uh, Jamie Hayter signed the open contract to, to face Ruby. They had – all right, I got I to gotta ask this. The, the electric chair drop spot where she had her up on her shoulders and it fell backwards and it turned into a face smash 
was this a planned counter? Because it looked very good, but it also did not look like this was what they were trying to do. What do you think, Robert? Yeah, it probably wasn't what they were going for, but I think it was a happy accident. It looked pretty good on the way down, and it is what it is. Sometimes you got to make it up as you go along. Yeah, if they were going for a poison Rana, that was not what they were achieving. I wonder if Hader was supposed to pull her back up and then like maybe forward into a victory roll and and Hader just lost her footing. Like maybe that was the spot, but I thought it looked really real. Like that's what might you you wouldn't be able to just like hey poison Rana immediately in an actual fight somehow if you wound up on somebody's shoulders you would just try and get them down any way you could and I thought it looked fine. I, I thought it turned out okay. It looked rough. It looked scary. They covered it well. I thought this match was good, not great. I do think there was some rough spots. It certainly looked like Ruby had some ring rust on her. And, you know, that's kind of to be expected here. Hater is just a beast, just an absolute monster. I, Ruby will be fine with, with getting, you know, getting her footing back under her and everything. Uh, but she looked a little bit rusty in this match. She got the victory, as you would expect. But what do you think of this match overall, Robert? I thought it was good. Ruby coming in, winning the Battle Royal, immediately wrestling is different. And that's what they need. They need her on the roster because they need emphasis on the women so was it the cleanest match no but she'll get there and the theme song is half of the act and everybody loves it including taz who broke out into song which was my favorite part of the whole show yeah i uh, is... oh, go ahead alex no go ahead yeah their theme song is 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 super over already it'll only get more and more so um i i, I love it and i i i thought that that, that, yeah, you're right, Ruby did have some ring rust on, on her, but that's to be expected. But Ruby, as a baby face, um, is is mostly just going to, like, she she winds up getting punched in the in the mouth, and then she sells like a mad woman. Like, just like, she just, she, she always just looks like she's shaking cobwebs out and can barely stand. And it's great against women who, like, like hate her. Like, it's fantastic. I, and I, 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 I really enjoy watching Ruby uh in in a in a in a in a match where she gets to fight from underneath and the match isn't three minutes long which is all the matches that she got as a singles competitor uh in wwe and this is actually telling the story like she has does have ring rust and she's up against brit's enforcer and if she hits you with that kick you might be out for the count and i think that that's a really good story to tell with with ruby i think is she going to hit that kick on on Brit? But Brit rolls out of the ring before she can pin her. Is it is it uh, a foot on the ropes uh, near fall? What's going to be that story when 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 Ruby hits that kick on Brit? And there's a, there's a lot of stuff you can set up here in the coming weeks before you get to that match. And I'm looking forward to it. Uh, James Edward Smith says Jimmy Hater kind of kicks ass, huh? She looks like an anime villain now and. <laughs> Norm Summers says, watch Dynamite at the bar. Non-wrestling fans popped for Ruby. They figured out their own that Britt was a dentist. I told them Ruby was a guidance counselor. <laughs> What's Ruby's second job? What do we think? What do we think it is? Is it a guidance counselor? You like that really cool guidance counselor that tries to like level with the kids and understand them. <sighs> Alex? What, if Ruby Soho was not wrestling, what would she, she be? Um, she is. Uh, she's like a. Um, 
oh gosh, like a uh, like she works at like a halfway house with like kids who just got out of like like kids who are like aged out of the system. They they don't they, they don't they don't they're not able to be in foster's care anymore, so they have to live there. And she's she totally gets it because she used to be one of those kids, so she's able to like turn her chair around and rap with them. Like she's that kind of really cool. She's the really cool like uh, uh like what, what's it called like social worker or something like that. Yeah, but to be clear, that's a not for profit, so she makes her money by selling custom vests on Etsy. Yes, that's great. Perfect. She's she's clearly just a rock star, right? Like she's the lead singer of a band. That that's what she's doing. If, if she's not, uh, if she's not also not making money though. That's how just how it happens sometimes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's trashing hotel rooms. She's living the rock star lifestyle, but doesn't actually make it big. Or maybe has the 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 one the one hit that kind of she she lives off of that one for a little while uh, after the match. We had Brit and, and Rebel attack Ruby, and then Riho and Statlander made the save to uh, set up the, the trios match on Rampage. R26 says, great to see Riho back on TNT. And the Nerd Guru says, kind of disgusts me that Brit jobbed to Naya in WWE. Yeah, that happened. But Brit was also super new in the industry, so it is what it is, and that's just how it goes. I like Riho and Statlander with uh, Ruby. She's clearly made for these kind of misfit groups, and you can do some cool six-woman tags, and it'll be a lot of fun. What do we think of, we kind of know that Riho wasn't eliminated in the Battle Royal, and she, she tweeted about it as well. Do we think that they actually address this on television? They showed clips from the Battle Royal, but do they turn this into anything, Alex? I don't know. I I missed that. I missed her not being eliminated, and I I I, I feel bad about it. I think that AEW should um should address it. I don't know how. Um, uh, Rio is uh my one hundred percent least favorite former AEW Women's Champion. Wow. Never got into her. Um, I I just I just I don't I don't I don't see it. I don't know what I don't. I'm sure she's she's incredibly talented. Like I don't have any connection to her. Uh, it's just not. It, doesn't, it never worked for me at all. Um, and I'm I'm glad she's back. I think she can add a lot to the division. I just think she was way too far up the card uh, to begin the women's division. Um, and and that was just the thing for me that I thought that they needed something to really uh, latch onto. And and going from her to Nyla, it felt like it was it was they just they got. Stop started so many times with that women's division. Maybe that's the reason why we still only get one women's match on Dynamite. Like it's just kind of those things that they still are trying to figure out how to do that. Like this is I'll I'll, I'll use the time now to say it. Like that Diamante and um and, and Swole match, mm. uh the the three strikes match that they they did last night. Like that should have been on Dynamite. Like it just it needed to be on. I don't know. Like you could. Listen, I love FTR like like not like none other. That six man tag could have been on Dark, and you could have done Swole versus Diamante, the big blow off match. That was a really great match. The crowd was hot for it. You could have done it. You could have done it tonight. I feel like if you if you're gonna run these women's uh, uh, programs on Dark and Dark Elevation, you can figure out a way to do the big blow off match on Dynamite giving these women the spotlight they deserve. It's been too long. We're just having one match for the women on Dynamite. You got to have two now. I agree with you 100%. 
maybe the philosophy was we did this whole feud on dark let's pay it off on dark but this should have been on dynamite because this was a really good match with a really interesting stipulation and maybe less people saw it well it's guaranteed less people saw it but you know maybe more people would be into big swole diamante if they saw them on the regular weekly television program I, I think instead of just doing a little thing where they run uh, the the who won who beat who on, on the on the scroll on the bottom, they should have a forty five second highlight package. This is what happened on Dark. This is what's been happening on Dark. If you if you told a bunch of people last week, hey, Swole and Diamante have been having these awesome matches and this really cool feud next week on Dark or ideally, next week on Dynamite, they're going to have a three strikes match to blow off the feud. Maybe more people would tune into it as opposed to just like running a little stroll on the bottom because all it said, all it said was Big Swole defeats Diamante. And if you can, if you think you can boil down that match to that, then you're not, you're not doing it right. You've got to figure yeah. out a way to make that thing a, a pop more for the fans. I've been saying it since they've started uh, dark and then added dark elevation and stuff. Just put a highlight package on dynamite. It does not take much. Just put a highlight package on dynamite, catch fans up. I like that. They do a little, little scrolling thing. That's good. That, you know, helps people kind of know what's going on, but put a, put a quick highlight package on there. Cut the Dan Lambert promo. No one needs that. Uh, no one needs that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Evan Wright says Ruby is the real lead singer of Fozzie. Uh, Brandon Charles Powell says I had a music teacher in high school who looks very similar to Ruby Soho. It is Ruby Soho. Uh, I can't deny or <laughs> confirm if they are the same person. There you go. Uh, and Brandon Towngate says I like that Alex's backstory for Ruby Soho is actually Thunder Rosa's backstory. Love that the women's division <laughs> is finally getting built. They're getting a trios match. I mean, they're getting treated like the the men, right? We got 300 men's trios matches on all these shows. Now yeah. we finally get a women's trios match. Yeah. Guys, we're going to play a word from our sponsors. But before we do that, I have a very important question for both of you. Would you rather have $500,000 or dinner with Jay-Z? Robert? $500,000. Yeah, I'll take, I'll take $100,000 before I dinner with Jay-Z. Um. I hear you. Times are rough. We just got out of uh, a, a wild situation, a wild year, and people are saying, you know what, it's a hard-knock life. But I disagree. Instead, I believe it's a hard-cock life when you use Blue Chew and the code Fightful, and you get your first shipment free. Free? All you got to do is pay $5 shipping? Blue Chew is made with the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. They work on your schedule. Full stomach, empty stomach, ready to go, want to get in the mood. Blue Chew has you covered. Instead of treated, we get tricked. Instead of kisses, we get kicked. I don't think so. More like somebody's getting dicked when you use BlueChew.com. No awkward conversations with the doctor. Because, I mean, you know, I'm all about not being awkward. No waiting in line at the pharmacy. It's because they work with their online physicians to get the active ingredient you need, and it ships straight to your door. BlueChew.com and the code FIFA will get you your first shipment free. That's how confident they are free. Use that promo code Fightful. Hardcock Life. Hey, Sean Ross always finds a way. 
onto these shows. I really, I think it's obnoxious that he has that action figure of himself in the corner there, but whatever. Like, all right, man, we get it. You're big money, Sean. Got it. Like, it is a reference to Annie, but it's also a reference to Jay-Z. Don't yeah. wait on, on my segue. It's also a reference to Austin Powers. Golden. Yo, there you go. Uh, we had a Starks and Cage promo. We're getting that match again at some point. Um, FTR and Sean Spears against Dark Order. Uh, the match was it was short, at least, and the Dark Order continues to implode. A lot of fighting. Anna uh, and Anna, Anna Jay and Tay Conte, the, the true leaders of Dark Order here, telling everybody to just calm down, get on the same page, and it ain't working. It is not working at all. Uh, Stephen Bo- Boachick says, new prediction, Hangman comes back at, in Rochester to uh, do the button-up. Uh, to button up, do descent, and wins the belt in Norfolk. Uh, and Tom Karina McGinney says, during the Dark Order melee, JR said Dark Order doesn't have a clear leader. Thoughts on either Adam Page, Bray, or someone else to fill that? <sighs> Who is it, Robert? First of all, when Bray got released, I jokingly tweeted, oh, he should be the leader of the Dark Order. I got so many like just angry tweets about people. Oh, they have negative one. They don't need another leader. Okay, look, I get it. I know they have... The child and the child is great. But I think Anna coming together to say, no, no, you guys need to get your shit together is beautiful. It makes all the sense in the world. For the time being, I don't care about that. I'm glad the pinnacle was back on my television screen because how long has it been, Alex? Too like long. two months? I'm Too glad long. they're back on my screen. Give me more pinnacle. Give me more of this because that's the wrestling I want to see. Dark Order is great. They'll finish that story later. But the pinnacle are fucking awesome. Yeah, uh, agreed. The, the pinnacle. You'd think maybe the pinnacle was the was the one that had to break break up because they yeah. lost. Like no, like what? Like those guys should be never seen without each other. Like I just I just think that they're they're they were they're, they've established themselves so greatly as this as this force, and I and I I want to see more of them all all the time. Um, and the, yeah, it is kind of fun. like the Dark Order. Like they had a, 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 a Evil Uno versus Five on Dark. Uh, and the crowd was chanting, uh, please don't fight. Um, like the crowd is really legitimately broken up about the fact that these guys are breaking up. And I, I, I think that it's an, it's a really cool thing that they've done. Like nobody hates, can they coexist tag team wrestling more than I do? But at least this makes sense from a broader story perspective, like without page around, these guys are lost and they're having infighting because they don't know what to do. They've 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 lost their rudder, and I think that it's a really cool way to story. And of course, the 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 thing that makes the most sense is for when Paige comes back, he's able everyone they can all rally around each other and around him, and it'll 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 be perfect. And I think that there's there's something that they can do with that. I mean, I suppose they could bring in Bray to be that like negative one could say like you've you've all been you've all been uh completely you have no direction because you don't have a leader. Uh, I have decided to bring in a leader. It's a leader that my father uh, once followed. You could you could have that, and the, everybody would know what they meant, and then Bray could come in. Like, Could they do that? They could. I think the best thing people want to see is the Adam Page thing, coming in and saying, guys, you, we got we to be one together, and I think that could work. It's going to be Cody, because everyone is saying Dark Order is fine. Yeah. You know, Cody started that with Bullet Club is fine. 
Yep. He's going he's going to be the leader here. His family has been killed. Malachi Black has, has literally killed them all. He, he was turned on by his other family. He needs a group to stabilize him and to tell him when to not get bad tattoos. Yeah. Dark Order can certainly do that. No, he just gets the Dark Order tattoo on the other side of his neck. Wait, like. be awesome, actually. Am I the only person who's like everyone's overthinking this with the, the with Bray and all this? It's it's Hangman. Yeah. Right? Like it's just yeah, the, the story is very clear, and I don't see them deviating from that. But I guess it's fun to fantasy book and ask, hey, where can Bray Wyatt end up? I personally don't even think he gets to AEW. I don't think that that move happens anytime soon. Have you not read the the, the sheets, Devoys? Uh, that's that's all I do for a living, Jeremy. You know this. <laughs> um, totally Blanchard wants to kill Sting. Let him fight. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I'll be the first person here on this podcast to say I will watch that match all day long. Give me Tully Blanchard and Sting in 2021, please. Here's 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 what I got to do. This is they have to set this the whole thing up, and that's how they introduce Flair into AEW. Yes. Is Flair's the guy who comes in there and he's got to pick a side, and he 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 makes us all think that he's choosing sting including sting sting thinks that flair's on his side and then flair turns on sting again again do it let's do it and they got the perfect setup for this very clear tilly blanchard was supposed to come into the four horsemen like 30 years ago didn't happen they replaced him with sting just run it right back it's that's the proper introduction for Ric Flair, right? Yeah. If you're not going to do the Andrade partnership, it's just turning on Sting. Yeah. yeah. How are you going to do it? Just just turning on Sting. That's that's the way to do it. Uh, we had a women's division highlight package and action. Many, many, many sevens. Uh, many zeros seven says, AW is low-key building a women's tag division. They held a tag team tournament. And then one yeah. of the, the half of the winners got fired. And then the other half is on dark. What are we doing? What are we doing in this tagging tournament? They built it around Brandy and Allie. Mm-hmm. And then halfway through decided, oh, Allie just got bored and went back to the Butcher and the Blade. I don't know. It's been a lot of weird bumps in the road for this division. But I'm here for it if they want to do a women's tag division. They, they have a stacked women's division. There is no excuse for not running two simultaneous feuds where where women are, are like being utilized well uh, uh, on 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 both dynamite and rampage we're having we had um tonight ruby versus hater on uh, on on dynamite that was our only match on our only women's match on rampage is basically that with other women involved in it too and it's just like you could figure out a way to make two things uh coincide really really well and and they're not doing that like if if these women are truly signed to aew like people like thunder rosa should never not be on a dynamite she's super over she's amazing i know you don't want to you you gotta she she's not ready to have that title match because you don't want to take the belt off of, of of brit then figure out something else for thunder rosa to do every week because she's great it doesn't make any sense for them not to do that yeah they have a women's division. This is my biggest complaint about AEW. They showcased it right here, right? Like, like, like these guys have been saying, just do more. 
Do more with it. You can do more than one feud. We, we love the tall Paul chants and stuff. I don't need this taking up time on dynamite Billy Gunn turns in 2021. <laughs> I don't need Dan Lambert promos. No follow-up on that, by the way. What are no we going to get Billy Gunn follow-up? Billy Gunn versus Paul White at Arthur Ashe. They're going to have 17 matches on the card. It's to pop the New York territory. That's, that's right. what they're doing. That is exactly what they're doing. Yeah. The elite came out. The, the elite, they came out, and uh, you know they're they're still on top of the wrestling world. And they they introduced their buddy Adam Cole. Adam Cole, baby, he has a boom in his entrance, but he didn't time it. He didn't time it. He, he didn't. He didn't quite figured it out yet. But I think so, I think he will. I think the crowd will. I think it's going to be great. So I did the research on this because I'm a journalist. Uh, the the boom on the Undisputed Era entrance mm -hmm. hits at about 50 seconds. Mm. And then the booms on the this new entrance, it hits very early, like three seconds in. It also hits at about 30 seconds, 40 seconds, and about a minute and a half. Mm. So his timing... His timing's all, all off. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I get it. So he will get it. He'll get it with some practice because he didn't get to do it at all out. And this is his first like real kind of opportunity. He'll get the boom down though. Just wait, just wait for the pop when he hits the boom. He was just a little early, right? He was in between. He was caught in yep. between. He was the about two, ten two seconds boomers. early. Yeah. Yeah. Got got to saunter down to the ring a little bit more on that one. Adam Cole. Adam Cole comes in. And the first thing he does is he bullies Tony Schiavone and says, "If you look at my girl the wrong way, I'm gonna kick your ass, nerd." Get out of the ring, nerd. Nerd. Get out of the ring, nerd. Uh, the Twitch streamer just calling people, calling <laughs> people nerds. Like Tony, Tony Avani, I'd be worried about that guy too. All right. That's a that's a good looking gentleman. That's a handsome man. We know he can spit some game and everything. I'd be worried about that man too, Adam Cole. What what I love is that um I mean, obviously, people are happy to see him. Everyone loves Adam Cole. He's amazing. And it's one of the most fun things in the world to do, to throw up the sign and go, Adam Cole, baby. It's so cool that somebody made an Adam Cole's Muppet Baybays t-shirt, them all doing the pose, and I bought it. That's how cool it is. So um, they don't want you to get all caught up in how cool Adam Cole is. Um, because they want him to be a heel, but they're not having to come out and cut an all you people never really cared for me promo. They're having him come in there and and, and dress down a, a legend in the business who everybody loves, Tony Schiavone. Get up in his face, accuse him weirdly of trying to hit on his, on his girlfriend and then calling him a nerd and keep just just forcing the guy out of the ring in a really weird belligerent way. So like, Hey, this guy we likes to chant for may not be the nicest fellow. Like good. We're, we're able to establish that he's a heel and tell that you tell us not to cheer for him in a very organic way. Fine. Great. Adam Cole is an absolute star. I can't, I, he's so magnetic. I love Kenny Omega, but his whole shtick is that it's shtick. He's he's doing the heel thing where he's just he's kind of a goofball, and then you get him in the ring and he's a murderer. But Adam Cole is just the most magnetic, charismatic personality. So 
Um, while I don't see him turning face on Kenny, I do see them splitting the group uh, and and doing like a kind of like a cool heels and and goofy heels thing that they might do. They might wait around until the beginning of next year uh, when Kevin Steen can show up and they can run a Mount Rushmore faction up against uh, uh, the other half of the elite. That could be fun too. But Cole can't play second fiddle to Kenny Omega for very long. He's too damn magnetic. And that was my problem from the minute the man stepped into the ring at All Out. It was, oh my God, they're all together. Yay. But he can't be the guy in the background. It worked the first time because he was the guy up front with Kenny mostly handling the Japan stuff. Adam Cole is too good. I'm so glad he's here. I can't wait to watch him every single week. I NXT is gone now because Adam Cole is somewhere else. So thank thank God for that. But I can't wait to watch more of Adam Cole every single week and more of him bullying Shivani. That's so perfect. Adam Cole said the elite is complete with him. And I'm completely with you guys on on Cole. He's too good. He really established himself as, as the top guy in NXT and went to another level. I remember when he came to NXT, like the knock on him was like, he's not a top guy. The ROH run was a little bit disappointing. You know, he, he's good, but like he didn't really move the needle with, with ROH. And people were a little, little, little skeptical on how he would do it in NXT. He... He was on a different level in NXT, absolutely different level. And now he comes to AEW, and I get it's a different game and everything, and Omega's really established himself in AEW, but Cole has reached that level. And it was weird. He's like, Young Bucks, best tag team, and he called himself like a once-in-a-generation talent. And he's like, also, Kenny Omega, once-in-a-generation talent. Uh, so it's like the Joe Rogan thing where he just calls like every good fighter, like this is a once-in-a-lifetime talent right here. It's like, okay, if you have five once-in-a-lifetime talents, then we're, we're, we're living multiple lifetimes, I guess, because that's, that's not how these things work. Um, at some point, that split will happen. I don't know when. I think they will take a while with it. At some point, it, it will come. And I didn't like when Omega basically just uh, – so Omega's like, I don't like interruptions. Danielson gets interrupted, uh, interrupts him comes out and then Omega's like, guys, get out of the ring. I don't need that. It made everybody else look like they're just below him. Yep. And I guess yep. being the champion, they are, but I didn't like what that did to Cole because I think Cole, yep. he should be on that level. And he shouldn't he shouldn't just all right, I'm just gonna get out of the ring like these uh tag team guys here. I don't think that's what should have happened. So but they got out of the ring, Danielson and Omega come face to face and Danielson's like, you guys want me to beat the shit out of this guy? And crowd, of course, is, is liking it. He's like, well, he's scared. He's a coward because he knows I'm better than him, and he knows I'm going to kick his head in. And then Omega swung. Uh, Danielson got him in the yes lock. Uh, Elite come in to jump him. Big save with Christian, uh, Jurassic Express, and Kazarian. And then Danielson and the, the baby faces stood tall. Seems like they're setting up a big multi-man match at Arthur Ashe. What do you think of uh, the Danielson portion? of this segment, Robert. I thought that was very good as well. I agree with you 100%. Omega telling everybody to clear the ring and Cole just going. Adam Cole beat Daniel Bryan in the middle of the ring on SmackDown. Like, Adam, he's better than this. But hopefully we get there. 
Uh, I agree with you. I think it'll be a huge multi-man at Arthur Ashe. He looks like he's having the time of his life, doesn't he? Ryan Danielson just looks happy to be there and so rejuvenated. And everything just feels great and exciting and happy. And I also want to shout out Marco Stunt for perfectly jumping into Brandon Cutler's arms and just pretending to wail away on him. I just thought that that was a thing of beauty. Alex? Yeah, I, I, I think it is very ironic. Our, our, uh, our, uh, our friend, uh, fightful, fightful friend, Big Money Drew, uh, tweeted this out and I retweeted it. It's so true. Everyone was like, CM Punk, man, he's going to come in there and insert himself into the top program and politic his way into a match with Kenny and make sure he can get the belt off of Kenny. And then Adam Page is going to get shut into the wayside. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Danielson, because he's the real kind of wrestler, he's going to work his way up, going to do some stuff with the dark kids. And eventually, maybe two, three years from now, he'll get his first title match. And what's happening? It kind of feels like it's the opposite. Because I just think it's really funny that like Danielson's in here is like, no, I don't want to like mentor anybody. Yeah. I want to kick these kids' heads off. Yeah, And I think that's a really cool thing because we never got to see that side of Brian Danielson. Uh, of the um, uh, um, Americanial Dragonson, we never got to see that uh, on 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 WWE. Not really, and, and and I'm very excited to see that. And also, it's not like I want that title. It's just like I want to beat you. And I think maybe they wind up doing that match at some point when the title's not on the line. Like Kenny's like, no, you can't have a shot at this. And like Brian's like, I don't want one. I don't want your belt. I want your head. Like, I, I think that would be a really cool thing for him to do. I don't know. Because if we're all saying that we still believe that Tony is sticking to his guns and will wait for Paige to get back, and when Paige finally gets the match versus Kenny, that's when Kenny loses the belt. If we're all saying that we still believe it, and I personally do, then how far are they going to hold this off? I, I honestly don't know. Yeah, I got to say... Daniel Bryan and his last run on SmackDown was so just like, I want to help the young guys and I want to wrestle Drew Gulak and oh, I want to help Big E and I'm in the main event of WrestleMania, but I don't really need to be there, but they want Daniel Bryan's name attached and he leaves and he's just like, yeah, yeah, fuck all that noise. I want to kick these kids heads in and I'm the best and I'm going to make them prove that they're elite. It's so perfect and I love watching it happen. I mean, that's what Dark is for, right? If he wants to wrestle these young guys, I told you. Danielson, he's just going to be like, pull a name out of a hat, give me 12 to 15 minutes, and, and I'll work them I'll work them on Dark. But the main show stuff, yeah, let me do these big matches. Let me, let me, let me do Omega. Let, let me wrestle Cole. Let me, let me wrestle one of the young bucks. Give me both of them, whatever. Like he, he's going to do, he's going to do top, top guy stuff on, on Dynamite and stuff. I'm, that match does not need the title. I'm, I'm two minds on this. One, it, it definitely doesn't mean that. Two, I still think they're sticking with Hangman. At some point, they're not going to do a long title reign. We've done three straight uh -huh. long title reigns. Yeah. There's going to be a short reign in this mix, and it might be Hangman's I've, short reign. I've always thought that, that Paige doesn't need a long title reign. The moment is him finally getting that title and beating Omega for it. And once he has it, the chase is over. 
him being the champion isn't necessarily like he's still he's gonna be he's gonna be made forever once he beats Kenny for that belt. I'm not saying you take it off him on the next dynamite, but I could see like a two month reign and you that the kind of guy you take it off of uh, of of him with is a guy like Miro, who's proven that he's absolutely ready for that kind of level uh, in this company too. Uh, so there's a lot of cool things they could do with that, but you don't the you don't need guys to have seven, eight, nine. 14 month title reigns you just don't need it you you can figure out a way to get more guys to say that they are a former aew champion it really rings it has a lot of weight to it yeah uh sawyer says i can see hangman taking issue with being replaced by cole and the elite and him declaring the group complete does he have to go through uh adam before kenny you think so here's the fun part in that adam cole made the decision to put Hangman Page in the Bullet Club. Adam Cole's the reason Hangman's there. The only reason Hangman was moved up is because Cole was killed off. You know, they can really play on that. And I think at some point, the Elite really will be complete. It just won't be for a while because Hangman needs to get that belt off of Kenny. I don't think they need to do it at full gear. I think you can do Hangman Punk at full gear because Punk can say, I can help you stop drinking. You need to get your mind right, and I'm going to help you. They can do that at full gear while Danielson has a quick reign against Omega and beats him for the belt. Mike Provenger says, give me Hangman beating Kenny at full gear, then almost immediately losing it to Cole. I like that. Anything that puts Adam Cole at the top of anything, I'm all for. I think Hangman's got to be the one to take the belt off of Kenny. And I do think it is going to be a short thing. Like, he gets it. Maybe he's like, all right, well, I'm good. And he, he over-celebrates. And then he immediately, like, that's almost like falling off the wagon. And then he immediately loses it. And it's like, nah, dude, like, you, you beat it, you reach, but, like, you still ain't there yet. Like, you, you're still not this whole person that that you think you are. And you, he, the moment is that title win. They complete that part of the story. But that story, like, his overall story, not over yet. Um Wyatt Todd says Cole and Bucks would make great first-time trios champions. I agree. Cole, I think Cole's bigger than that, though. I think, I think he's bigger than that. Uh, Joel Wood says, with Brian having a good relationship with WWE, do you see him actually trying to cultivate a working relationship between WWE? And WWE doesn't know AEW's not competition. Like They don't know they exist. No, Brian doesn't care. Yeah. I mean, Brian would probably like to. He mentioned offhand, like, oh, they were going to let me do some stuff elsewhere but he never elaborated and maybe we find out one day or maybe the forbidden door just does fall down and everybody's just working with everybody who the hell knows i'd be shocked if WWE worked with AEW in any type of capacity yeah i i, I yeah though like hell would would have to freeze over after <laughs> vince mcmahon is already in there like there's just no way wow. that that like that like they no, Vince, Vince will put it in his Vince will put it in his will like you will never no whoever takes over is never allowed to do business with that place yeah but Vince's father probably put it in his will that you can't cross boundaries so who really cares well like, yeah that's true uh, Tyron <laughs> Kidd says shout out to Brian Danson for having Crunk Anthem of uh, 2021 it yeah. is a good song. We all wanted Final Countdown. It's a good song. Um, Brandon Tungate says, Paige taking the title sends Kenny down to a spiral with Adam Cole betraying him, a la K 
Kenny did to AJ Styles. And for that, like whatever elevates Cole kind of uh, above and out of this uh, sort of secondary role he's in right now. Uh, Nikolai Kreese says, I can see Adam Cole being the catalyst that brings the real Bullet Club and you know, bring in uh, Jay White and everybody. I don't, they, they can't use the Bullet Club trademark. They can't. That's that's New Japan property. And I don't see how that's happening. Maybe he brings in like his own group uh, and, and leads them, but it ain't going to be, ain't going to be no, no Bullet Club stuff. Uh, Nerd Guru says the elite stuff is missing two pieces. That's Balor and Styles. I don't think either of them were in the elite, but there's no elite without Balor. I don't know what Balor's contract is like. I think Styles is WWE for life. And I think Styles is WWE for life as well. We'll see what happens uh, with Balor whenever that time comes. Uh, Joey Bag of Donuts says, yeah, Adam Cole, Tony is really going to steal your girl. He is. Good looking man. Very charismatic. Tony Schiavone. Got some stories too nerd adam cole twitch streaming uh the wrestling kiwi says are we getting a match between brian omega at arthur ash based on the elite segment tonight it doesn't need to be for the title i think they're doing a big multi-man i think they'll probably do that that thing where it's 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 uh it's brian and christian and and graphic express it'll it'll be that kind of thing yeah Tony Khan's a lunatic, though. He might just be like, you know what? Screw you it. never Brian, know. <laughs> Brian and Omega, Arthur like, Ashe. Like, if Brian and Omega happens at Arthur Ashe, and then, like, Omega wins via chicanery, like, the the, 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 the rest of the elite get involved or whatever, after that match, that's when you could see the return of Hangman Page for the biggest pop ever to close out the show. They could be booking toward that. Nerd Guru says, do you guys think Adam Cole is a double agent? Uh, as in, I assume that means like working outside of the elite and not he's in there to, to Vince Russo and win <laughs> AEW. No, I, I think Adam Cole got paid a lot of money to go play with his friends. And damn it, who wouldn't take a lot of money to just go have fun with their friends and their girlfriends? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, I could see a, a, like a sort of a double agent thing of he's there with the elite, but he's working on his own stuff on the on the side i don't know with who it, maybe it is like with danielson it, or uh with punk it's like the former wwe guys are working together but yeah i'm not putting adam cole as a second fiddle guy though i if he's gonna break away from the elite he's starting his own group and he's leading that group yeah um final segment of the night john moxley against minoru suzuki the people are very mad about uh, Kazaninare being cut off. Um, what do we got? Oh, we still have. Okay, uh, Louis, you're you're all over the place and, and screwing up my rhythm here on the the uh, the document. Um, August third says, shame on AEW for not playing Suzuki's full intro. What a faux pas they committed. Shame this company. They should be ashamed of themselves. Okay, match. Do we want to shame? Shame. 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 You know, hey, damn hey. you for giving us one of the best pay-per-views on Sunday. You didn't play the song on Wednesday, so damn you to hell. Uh, Kenshiro says zero out of five show. They cut off Kazaninare. Tony Khan Trash. is a fake fan. Uh, Valaba says looks like they had to cut Kazaninare or TV Ashi would have gotten the program pulled. Guess we can only hear it on pay-per-view and strong New Japan. I think Ross Berman tweeted that as a joke. I don't think that's legit. Ross Berman, uh, much like Jeremy Lambert, tweets many things as a joke. <laughs> the fact that you believe it is a credit to Ross Berman. 
Ross and I just get stoned and we come up with ideas of like, what are we have to today? I mean, they, they may have, they may have made the decision that it's not worth the headache if anybody's going to make a stink about it. And they, they apparently that was the wrong decision because there was a much bigger stink. The fact that they didn't play it. And action mini zero seven says something ran long tonight. Main event seemed like it was totally rushed from Kazanina Ray being cut to half the match running during commercials. I don't know if something ran long. Um, I, I don't know why they cut Kazanina Ray. Uh, it certainly should have been played. I everyone was expecting it. So in that because they did it at the pay per view, you don't bring in Suzuki and then don't do that. And if you do, you warn people. You're like, hey, you know, it ain't going to happen. Prepare yourselves. Because that's that's part of the whole moment with Suzuki. Uh, it did see it was a fairly short match. Uh, and it did run through a commercial break. And then Moxley had about five minutes to celebrate amongst the, the Cincinnati crowd uh, after it was over. I thought it was good. It was hard hitting. But, like, I've seen this match in New Japan. And I've seen a much better version right. of this match. I... I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't. I wasn't really feeling this, Alex. I mean, it, it was fine. I, I feel like uh, a, a, a match between Suzuki and Moxley isn't going to be bad. It's just going to be not as good as the rest of them. And it was over too fast. And a lot of it happened during the, the during the picture and picture break. Um, I I thought there was like Minor, uh, Suzuki getting color really helped the for me at the end of the thing. Him, you know. Mm -hmm. Wipe it like and licking his own blood because he's you know he's a crazy murder grandpa. Like I'm I I I think it's it's kind of a, like it's one of those things of like I don't want to lose sight of just how crazy it is that John Moxley wrestled Minoru Suzuki on TNT on Dynamite from Cincinnati. Like how like just just everybody's like oh boo they didn't play my favorite part of his song like think about globally what what this means it's a really cool thing that happened that it happened perfect no but the fact that it happened at all is kind of crazy but i i think it's i think it's awesome i think it's that I, I the reason i thought that moxley like the, the thing ended and moxley was running around the the, the thing all the time is that they were going to get tanahashi up on the the big jumbotron thing and say okay i'm ready now uh and how about arthur ash i i thought they might be doing that um because it didn't make any sense to me Tanahashi. to end the match so early Ta tanahashi's got to work the g1 yeah yeah which is yeah unfortunate i didn't i didn't think about the the crossover the time periods yeah. but this match was it was fine like it, it is awesome everything alex says holds true this is super cool don't lose sight of that. But this match was definitely rushed, and it felt like they had a little bit more planned. I also noticed Mox say, give me a mic, and nobody gave him a mic. <laughs> so he just walked around his hometown crowd and had fun with the people. Um, people, uh, Somebody says, Sawyer says, Dan Lambert's segment stole Suzuki's entrance. See, that's what we should be mad at. Yeah, Not Tony I'm Khan. Fine. Be mad at Dan Lambert. Fine. Damn with, him. Uh, being being mad at Dan Lambert. <sighs> People are commenting on Arthur Ashe real quickly, though. We've got uh, a couple Super Chats on just kind of uh, overall thoughts. Lisa Lockhart, good pal, uh, says, Adam Cole, Brian Danielson, Ruby Soho, my heart is full. That was the fastest two hours ever, wasn't it? Another great show. And the Kentucky Kids has just left the show. Freaking awesome night. Such a fun show. But Rampage 
Holy shit. Hey, we got Rampage uh, spoilers up on the uh, the website right now if anybody wants to go check them out. But I've heard very good things about the Pack and Andrade match, so I imagine that'll get a lot of love on on Friday. Overall thoughts on this show, Devilis? A uh, really good show. Fast two hours. This promotion is in a can't-miss mode right now, so the first time they really break the hearts of the fans is going to be a real test because right now they're can't-miss. But overall, I loved it. Alex? Uh, I thought they were going to capitalize a little bit more on on uh, the awesomeness that was all out. Um, I, I don't know with what exactly, but it didn't feel like there was enough, like, hey, we've got all the momentum in the world from, like, there's there's no way you could have as good a press coming out of all out it's it's the best the best reaction by people who didn't see it are like we're, we're talking about how great it was like did you see it no but i heard it was awesome and and the way to capitalize on that is with a much bigger more high profile show uh than than what today was i thought it was i thought it was fine dynamites aren't bad there's i, I haven't seen a bad dynamite like ever but you could have made this one a lot more impactful than it was. I I kind of wonder why you do um, the the what by all accounts amazing Pac versus Andrade match taped on Friday as opposed to live on 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 Wednesday. But what are you gonna do? Dynamite needs a hook. It needs something to sell it. I would have probably moved either the Punk thing or the Danielson thing to Rampage. I would have liked to see that match live. Heard great things. Hopefully it delivers and the spoilers don't kill it. You know? But we'll see. Uh, I thought it was a good show. I- I'm with Alex. It felt like it needed to be an extra level uh, coming out of All Out. Like I had I had the chance to go to the show tonight. It's, it's like a four-hour drive, but like that's, that's nothing. Um, so I, I strongly considered going and when a lot of my pals, Sean and, uh, a guy confirmed shoot, um, they, they talked about going, I was like, oh man, I feel like I'm going to miss out on something here. And by the end of it, I was kind of like, eh, and I didn't really feel like I missed too much of anything, especially being at all out. Had I not been at all out, maybe my thoughts would have been different, but I was like, eh, I didn't really feel like I missed too much when it comes to this show. So. It was a good show, like Alex said. Dynamites are very rarely like bad, but I do think maybe it just needed a little extra something more uh, coming coming out of All Out. But this talent roster is is amazing. Uh, they have plenty of time to to build stuff. Arthur Ashe is going to be something, going to be a spectacle. And speaking of Arthur Ashe, a lot of people got a lot of different ideas for it. Nerd Guru says Arthur Ashe has potential to be an all timer card. Like Cody and Black again, Brian versus Omega, and who knows what else. I'm going. I'm hyped. Have a good time, buddy. Uh, Taryn Reddick says Cody Black, Britt Ruby, Miro Kingston rematch with a step. Elite versus Christian Kazarian Jurassic Express eight man tag at Arthur Ashe. Drew Nicholas says give me everything imaginable at Arthur Ashe. No, I'm totally not biased at all. Yes, I am biased. Love you guys. Love you too, Drew. Uh, I think Arthur Ashe is is obviously Cody and Black. Britain, Ruby, Miro, Eddie, and I, I don't think it's tag. yeah. I don't know if it's gonna be ten man or if it's gonna be eight man, but I think it's not going to be Christian and Kazarian. It's it's going to be Brian. Brian's wrestling. 
at Author Ash. I would yeah. be yeah. shocked if Brian doesn't wrestle at Author Ash. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do we got here? Sawyer says uh, the Sense crowd, the hot Sense crowd made it a four out of show, four out of five show, uh, five for me. There was a good crowd. It was a good crowd. It came across well on television, I thought. Um, Noah Grimes says, any guesses when full gear tickets go on sale? They pushed it back a week. Uh, they don't even have a venue announced right now. But so, yeah, the, the, the cons, Tony is, is teasing something in, like really interesting or something. Yeah, he's teasing as though he's moved the show to something really cool, even though they'll still be in St. Louis the night before. So that's interesting. Well, they won't because they pushed it back a week. So Well, no, he says they're still doing Rampage. The night before in St. Louis. So they're going to run St. Louis two straight weeks? They're at least running it the week after or the week that the pay-per-view is being held. Who who knows? Okay. Um, uh, people, we got super chats on the, the feud, the Wardlow Wars. Ian Hunter, <laughs> Ian Hunter says, I'm with Alex. Winner gets control of the mute. Uh, Joey Bag of Donuts says, only way to settle the bet, hair versus hair. I'm and, I'm t- I will sign off on hair versus hair uh, right now because I normally shave my head, so I'm fine with that. That's a great my idea. God, hair versus hair. Hair versus hair works for me. <laughs> book it, book it. Someone else, uh, Andrew Andrew Thomason said, uh, said, "Sorry, I'm late." The bet between Alex and Robert should involve the winner getting uh, full control of the mute button for a week or two. No, we're doing hair versus hair. Here's <laughs> the mute button. Yeah. Hair versus hair, book it. We've got it on record. Both men have agreed. If this doesn't happen, they're both cowards, and I will continue to call them cowards. Uh, some final super chats here. Uh, Latrell Haithcock says, I was at the show. SRS walked by me in the long merch line with his fresh SRS ones. Was too nervous to stop him. He should have punched him in the face <laughs> for wearing those shoes. Um, you can stop, Sean. He's a good person. Yeah. Like, he he would have said hi. He's a regular he guy. Him. Like. He's very more tall. than anything. Yeah. He's very tall. Uh, Jeff says, just found out about these live wrestling channels. Donated all of them. Hope $5 is fine for now. Any any money is good. Just showing up. Just being part of the chat. Just saying hi. Just watching is very good. Thank you, buddy. I hope you yes. I hope you continue to watch. I hope you continue to watch all the shows on Fightful. Robert's here every week. Alex is here every week. Alex does like 15 different shows on this <laughs> channel. He does NXT on Tuesdays. You should sign up to Fightful Select. And you get like more shows with Alex Polowski. It is post shows. Robert does uh, post SmackDown sometimes, and he does post shows sometimes. They're always doing shows. Yeah. I retired from all that stuff. I don't do that stuff anymore, but I do have a show, and it's called The Distraction Thursdays, 3 p.m. Eastern. We don't talk any wrestling, we do dumb shit. We do dumb shit with our friends on that show. So if you like that, you should watch that. Alex, where can the people find you after I just plugged everything you already do? <laughs> uh, you, uh, you can find me uh, on uh, on the Twitter at Alex Sour Graps. Uh, I do the Sour Grab Show, uh, talking about Raw and SmackDown and how much I hate them. And then I uh, do the, the the Tuesday post NXT show with Kate Hensler, who's amazing. Uh, we have a lot of fun uh, talking about the slow and painful demise of nxt uh and and how it's 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 all it's all rainbow colored we've we've decided you know how they used to call it uh they called it that last night the black and gold brand well it's no longer that what can they call it now we've decided to call it the skittles brand from now on 
So if only they had JR to plug that. Um, <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at DudeFelice. Just check me out there and see where else I'm talking to this microphone because I do that a lot. There you go. Robert's also doing news every single day. Yes. Fightful.com. You'll see his name all over the website. Uh, Andrew Thomason says, Jeremy said, Super Chats will decide the bet. Don't listen to me. I'm an idiot. Uh, Jeremy did, <laughs> then did not submit a Super Chat. Mute button it is. No, but I have overall control yeah. of, of these things. And if both men agree to a hair versus hair match, that's what we're doing. Next week on this show, I'm not here. But in two weeks, I will be back because Sean is going author ash. In two weeks, the contract signing between Robert <laughs> DeFelice and Alex Pulowski for the hair versus hair match with the award the award. Oh, you need to have Kate Hensler run in and, and knock me out and steal the contract and sign it herself. I don't think she's shaving her with hair. A giant blue, with a giant blue Sharpie, just mm-hmm. Kate. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, that would be yep. tremendous. Um, guys, you, you can find me, whatever the Twitter, there we go, says right right there. Yes. Distraction, Thursdays, 3 p.m. Eastern. Go to Twitch, twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. We do a bunch of, bunch of content over there as well. Myself and uh, Joseph Holbert doing a bunch of stuff over there. Joel Pearl sometimes appears on the Twitch. No one actually likes him, though, so you don't have to export him. Uh, Ian Hunter says, that should include facial hair, too. Shave I did not agree to that. That was not wow. in the contract. I just did that like two weeks ago. He did it really like voluntarily, it. as it's not, it's not part you of my put hand. in an addendum into the contract <laughs> there. Uh, thank you to, to Luis for gathering all the super chats. Thank you to Joel Pearl for, for moderating the chat tonight. Um, thanks to everybody for the support and everything. Yes. We'll be back on this channel tomorrow. The, the show tomorrow is The Distraction. Thursdays, 3 p.m. Eastern. I make sure to plug the hell out of that thing because it's the greatest show on the internet. I don't care what anybody else says. Um, and then Fridays, Friday we have post-Smackdown and then we have shows probably all week. There's an ROH show this week. I don't think we're doing anything with that. Sean will be back next week. I will be back in two weeks. Alex and Robert will remain right here. Everyone, thank you guys. Thank you guys for all the support, the super chats, the thumbs up, the likes, the subscription, all that fun stuff. We'll talk to y'all later on. Bye. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.